the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, Flyer fans. Are you happy? Do you have good thoughts? Yeah, I do. Uh, Flyers a winner tonight, 77-59, career high, 31 points from Obi Toppin. 15 points for Trey Landers, Jalen Crutcher, 11 points, and uh, joined by uh, UD Hall of Famer Keith Wallaskowski. And Keith, I'm about out of adjectives to describe Obi Toppin. My first question, I think I asked you this when we first pulled up to the parking lot, did you ever play with a guy like Obi Toppin? I, I haven't. And, and I don't know. There's not many people that have. Uh, there's there's about 10 guys that were on the court tonight that have played with a guy like that. I mean, what a what an unbelievable talent. Um, I mean, one of the most athletic kids that we've ever seen. Uh, certainly in a Dayton uniform, let alone in a college uniform, period. So uh, a joy to watch tonight. It was a lot of fun. Um, but hopefully, you know, something that is not just a flash in the pan is something that he can uh, continue to replicate going into the A-10 season. The one knock I will have on him tonight, maybe he's at an off night, one of four from the foul line. Now, that is something that could be, I'm not saying it's an issue, but I'm saying a one of five, I should say, from the line. That is something if you're going to be nitpicky about. And, okay, this is something I know the kill coaches will look at and they'll work on. Sometimes you have an off night from the line. But if, when you go to A-10 play, and we'll get into this a little bit later on throughout the show, but that is something that could be concerning, especially when you go on the road, and we'll be talking, and that could be a potential concern, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, we're allowed to be nitpicky. We're supposed to be nitpicky. We're here <laughs> we talking, are, we're t- we're here talking, talking there's about. so that's many right. good things that we could talk about, <laughs> and so let's pick the bad things after a, after a 20-point right. win. So, right, right, right. No, you know, yeah, he missed a couple free throws tonight. Hopefully, you know, hopefully, again, that was just something that, you know, just just happened. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going through guys coming off a little bit of a break, getting their legs back underneath them. I mean, it was a little concerning that, you know, the first, the first stoppage in play that we had was, uh, yeah. seven minutes into the game coming off of a break. It was like, Oh, you know, what's this going to do to our legs? Usually right. just trying to get your wind back, get your adrenaline going. Um, but obviously they handled it well. He handled it well. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if he'll be able to put on a performance like that again. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. It, it was it fun was. to watch. Absolutely. Now, to get to this game, I thought, and you mentioned that stretch because Dayton was leading 13 12 at about the 13 44 mark. They got to the timeout because it was back and forth for a while after Dayton took an 8 3 lead. Then North Florida goes on a 9 0 run and take a 12 8 lead. Then Jalen Crutcher hits a three, then a drive on the foul. They get a three point play. And then I thought the three turnovers right there is really what got Dayton going with a little backcourt pressure right there. I thought that's what threw North Florida off. And got them off their game a little bit, and that ignited the Flyers to answer North Florida going on a 12-0 run themselves to go up 20-12. to I thought that was something that the Flyers were able to do, kind of ignite some energy back into the crowd a little bit. And, it, again, I thought that seemed to take uh, the Ospreys off their game. Yeah, you know, and this was a game that I know we were uh, talking to a number of different people we were somewhat worried about and not necessarily worried about the Dayton side of things, but worried about the North Florida side of things because they shoot a ton of threes yeah. and they make a ton of threes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if a team like that gets hot, they're capable of taking down anybody. So, you know, it was how are we going to defend the three-point line? And after we defend the three-point line, if, they, if they're driving past that, how are we going to recover and help each other out? And obviously uh, took a little bit of kind of getting back into the swing of things after right. a little break, no big, you know, no harm there. Um, but yeah, once we get a timeout, Hey, let's regroup, let's catch our breath. Right. And then we were able to put things together and kind of knock them back and, and set the tone for the rest of the game. As a player, Keith, what is that like that one week stretch where you go from, you play through the Christmas break. Cause you, 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 you called the game with Larry 
on the 23rd, the Grambling State game. Then you got that week layoff in between for Christmas. Usually you get one more game before the new year, but you get the week off. What is that effect like? Because my guess is the players are able to go home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you're from this area, so you didn't have a short Didn't commute. have too far to go. No, you didn't have too far to go. But some players did, and you get a little bit of a week a week off maybe. Does it take a few minutes to get back into the swing of things a little bit? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it, it's awesome to get a chance to get home uh, and to just relax, relax your body, relax your mind for a little bit. Um, but then you come back, and you're excited to see the guys on the team again. You're excited to get back to work. But, you know, it, it takes a little bit to – Loosen your leg back up, you know, get the work the lactic acid out, work the right. soreness out, catch your, you know, catch your wind again. Um, and then getting back into the game, it's the same type of thing. You know, those first four minutes is you, you, your legs are finding out what does it take and catch your breath and get your adrenaline flowing and settle into the flow of the game. It takes a little bit. So, like I said, to come into a game off of that and go seven, I mean, that's deep, deep into the, the first half before you get, you know, an official timeout. Um, they, I thought we handled it well, especially the pace of the game. It wasn't like we were walking the ball up and back the court. There was no. a lot of fast break, steal, fast break, steal. A number of turnovers in the first half looked a little sloppy. But like we said, once you're able to kind of regroup, catch your breath, okay, we're selling into the swing of things, and then we set the tone. North Warner entered the game averaging 79.4 points a game, and they were pit to finish second behind Liberty in the Atlantic Sun. We know how good Liberty is. And the Ospreys will shoot the three, and we talked about the Ospreys shooting the three. They had 115 points against Trinity Baptist and made 21 threes out of 47 attempts. So we knew coming into the game that they were going to shoot that. Uh, they made 12 of 28 threes, but they didn't make them in stretches. That That's one thing that I noticed in this game because I thought Dayton at least, I thought did a decent job of at least closing out, forcing them. It, North Florida wasn't exactly, I thought, comfortable in their offense a little bit because Escobar, I think, was 0-4 from three. Yet Hendrickson, who had 12 points, it goes three of five. Aminu, 2-2, two two, had 10 points, but they had three guys in double figures, but no one really broke out for the Ospreys, I thought, in this game. And I thought that was the other thing, because Dayton had the answer, because, yeah, you got Obi Toppin, but I thought Trey Landers was someone that really separated, uh, really, at the start of this game, 11 of his 15 points in the first half. Yeah, you know, a couple of different things there. I, th- I thought with North Florida scoring 59 points, we minus a couple of uh, of just breakdowns over the course of the game. I mean, we made them work for a lot of those points. We made right. them work for a lot of those threes. They weren't just wide open, catch and step in and have a great look at a three-point shot. They'll knock those down all day long. But we made them work for them, little step-back contested shots and, you know, have something in between their vision of just seeing uh, seeing straight rim there. So, um, And then on the second side of that, Trey Landers, I can't speak enough of him and how just mo- how much of a motivating force he is both sides of the court you know I don't necessarily want to use just the term glue guy because I think he brings more than just a glue guy does uh you know he's a he's an emotional leader he's a physical leader he sets the tone um and he holds guys accountable and he holds himself accountable as well when he's out on the court so you know you see him lead by example he's going to set things off the right way and uh and he's going to get this team going every night well, you hear the music. That means we're going to send it back to the court and hear from uh, Coach Anthony Grant standing by with Larry Hanscom. What does he think about tonight's win? Dayton a 77-59 win. We'll hear from Coach Anthony Grant right after this here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 
Larry Hanskin back here at the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat North Florida 77-59 to the court with Coach Anthony Grant brought to you by Pickle, Schaefer, and Ebling, a Dayton law firm for over 100 years. And uh, Coach, you know, the birds of Trey came in, uh, an obvious three-point threat. And that was obviously a focus. But another stat that jumped out at me, they, they were turning the ball over uh, the fifth fewest turnovers in the nation. You turn them over 21 times, get 12 steals. To me, that was the game. Yeah, I, I really thought we did a really good job today defensively. You look at the stat sheet, they made 12 threes a day. But I thought they really had to work for them. Outside of a couple breakdowns, I, I thought defensively, we played them, you know, watching them play, we played them defensively as well as I think anybody has played them. And I, I told the guys after the game in terms of their ability to understand what, what we needed to do in transition, what we needed to do with our pressure. From a defensive standpoint, I, was, I thought we did a really good job tonight, and some of that was the full court pressure that created some turnovers. Uh, they had some uncharacteristic turnovers tonight that led to easy stuff for us. But for the most part, I thought defensively, our, our guys did a great job. Staying on the topic of turnovers, you had nine in the first half. That's not good, but only three in the second half. Yeah, I, I thought we did a great job in the second half. You know, we knew you know, in the first half, I think we had three of those turnovers were offensive fouls. And, uh, and then a couple of them were just carelessness with the basketball. So in the second half, and we've talked about it all year, really, really proud that our guys were able to go out in the second half and be able to take care of the ball and execute the way we did. You shared the ball. You, did you play to your identity offensively today? Yeah, I thought we did. You know, I, I thought we were able to, to, to get what we wanted. Uh, just stand within our system, stand within what we do. Uh, the number, I think we had 50-plus points in the paint tonight. You know, the number of uh, dunks and lobs and things like that that we got were within the framework of what we do. Uh, so that was great to see that our guys were able to play to our identity. Obi does some things that well, very few people can do. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 he feeds off his teammates, and I think his teammates feed off of him. No question, without question. You know, you look, you look at the stat sheet, um, I, I think, what did we have tonight? 19 assists, you know, and uh, his baskets, a lot of them tonight. I think someone mentioned he may have had 12 dunks tonight, which I don't know if I've ever heard of in a game. But, uh, you know, a lot of those were just his teammates facilitating and making plays, and the ball moved. We shared it, and uh, it was good to see everybody enjoy that. All right, this closes a chapter. The, the non-conference port of your schedule is over. Uh, do you feel like your team is well-situated to take care of business then and move forward yeah the I do I think obviously we're proud of, of what we were able to accomplish in the non-conference I think we learned a lot I felt like a, as a team we got better I think we still have room to improve and you know we're excited about closing this chapter uh, the last game of 2019 to be able to end that with a win to close this portion of the schedule with non-conference and then we're excited about heading into conference play all right coach happy new year all right happy new year everybody go Flyers That'll wrap things up here on behalf of our crew courtside, our engineer producer, Caleb McLeod. Brooks Hall filling in for the legend Bucky Bockhorn tonight. I'm Larry Hanskin for the final time in 2019, reminding you the final score was Dayton 77 and North Florida 59. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. Mayberry's Van and Storage. Are you moving? Trust Mayberry's for all your moving and storage needs. Code Credit Union. Celebrating 80 years in 2020. And by Flyer Spirit. The university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Now, here are your hosts, John Bedell and John Tistel. Hey, Flyer fans. We are in uh, our studios. It's a home game of uh, Flanagan's closed uh, for the holidays, but we got you covered. And uh, we are in studio. John Tisdell in tonight for John Bedell. John Bedell on assignment tonight, anchor in News Center 711. Joined by a uh, good good friend of mine, uh, UD Hall of Famer Keith Wallaskowski. And uh, we're talking about uh, tonight's Dayton 77-59 win over North Florida. And, of course, this is the party booth. Um we just heard from Coach Anthony Grant, Keith, and uh, two things that we were talking about during the break. Probably the biggest thing, and Larry Hens going to now point at this out, the 21 points off turnovers. But I think the biggest thing, and Coach Grant alluded to this, and so did you, the 52 points in the paint. That means Dayton was going into the paint, not living and dying with those threes. And, yeah, the lob and the dunks from OB and Ryan Mike sell help. But getting the ball in the paint is really uh, those two things I thought were really the biggest keys to Dayton winning tonight. Yeah, and and what that st- tells me is that we were attacking the basket. We weren't just passing it around and and being passive, um, and and not being aggressive on offense. We were going after it. We were working for shots. We were getting to the paint. We were finishing things off, uh, and that's what we want to see. And ultimately, I think if we play a team that, uh, you know, not to take anything away from North Florida, but if they do a little bit of a better job of taking those things away, we can drive kick. We get open threes right. in situations like that, and we've seen that in games past throughout this season. But North Florida wasn't stopping it, and thankfully we didn't go away from it. So no. uh, it, it was good for us to recognize that and continue to go after it. A couple of ways you can get on the uh, show tonight as we are in studio tonight. You can give us a call, 457-1290. What are your thoughts about tonight's win? What are your thoughts also the non-conference season? Uh, Coach Grant, I know, alluded to this when asked by Larry Hanskin, proud of what they did in non-conference. They're excited to close the 2019 chapter of the season. There is room for improvement, and they're excited for Atlanta Template. Oh, by the way, it starts Thursday night in the city of brotherly love. Dayton gets the Philly portion of the A-10 schedule out of the way. Yes, to the beautiful Tom Gola Arena where Keith Walskowski has played there a few times. Uh, what's that like? There's, I mean, that's, there's there's nothing to write home about about that one. Uh, you know, we, we, make, fun of it a, we make fun of it a lot. I'm but sorry it's a, that we do. I really am. But it's... Uh, 
it's a high school gym. It is. There's not going to be anybody there. No. It's going to smell like chlorine because you're on the third floor and the pool's in the basement. <laughs> and the locker room is like a storage area underneath the bleachers. Oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty terrible. But with that being said, we got to find a way to get motivated to go win a college basketball game because, right. you know, a win may not be much uh, as far as the schedule goes. But a loss is disastrous. Killer. It's not something that you Absolutely. want on the schedule at all. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's one of those things you're going to have to find a way to get up. Uh, right. You know, hopefully it's first day 10 game. Let's come out firing and uh, they can be be motivated. Absolutely. I mean, and we'll get in more into this a little bit as we got a minute before the bottom of the hour news. And going back to this a little bit, we'll get your thoughts about this one as well. I, I thought also... The turnovers, I thought, I thought, yes, I thought in the first half, Dayton had nine turnovers in the first half, and getting a chance to watch the game in person. A lot of those turnovers, I thought, you know, they came, yeah, three from offensive fouls, but they only three in the second half. I thought Dayton had composed itself, and maybe it helped with having Jalen Crutcher back, and, you know, Rodney Chapman, I know, got dinged up a little bit in the first half, was back in the second, but I thought Dayton settled things down a little bit. Um, you know, not turning the ball over as much uh, as the uh, game went on. I think that also helped uh, in this game tonight. Yeah, obviously limiting turnovers is is a key for any game that you go into. And to be able to, to figure it out, correct it, take care of the ball, not let North Florida take us out of our game. Right. Um, you know, they, because they do pay, they, they shoot a lot of threes. They yeah. play at a fast pace. There's a lot of drives and cuts and uh, things that you got to keep up with. And that pace can take you out of your game. It can make you right. feel rushed as a player out on the other end, right, just by default. So to be able to uh, combat that, to stay composed, uh, I think is a testament to to the mental uh, engagement that the Before we go to news, tonight. you've played against those teams where they like to live and die with those threes, especially when the teams you played for like to go inside. Uh, pick up on that when we get back as we get news. We get, we get music in the air. That means we got to go to news at the bottom of the hour. Dayton a winner tonight. Yes, over at the UD Arena, they wrap up non-conference. 77-59 is your winner. Give us a call, 457-1290. We want to hear from you. Again, 457-1290 is the number. Flyer feedback rolls on. John Tisdale, Keith Balskowski in studio here on the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Hey, Flyer fans. Uh, yes, this is a home game, but we are in studio tonight. And, of course, I got uh, four words for you. Can you dig it? Yes. Can you dig it? Flyers 11 and 2. Ranked in the top 25. Obi Toppin. I don't believe one minute that, uh, that there, he had eight dunks. I'll, we'll have to listen to the game on the podcast, uh, Keith Walskowski, when they get posted, and we'll have to see how many dunks he, he, he had. So Let we'll have fact to fact check on that one. <laughs> we may have to do that. 457-1290 is the number. Of course, you can tweet me at John Tisdale, uh, taking this all the way to 10 o'clock. And, of course, just to remind you, uh, we uh, do not tweet recruits. Please do not. Uh, hashtag the more you know. A couple of tweets. Uh, Tony uh, tweeting this out saying, in 40 years of watching Flyer basketball, this is the best team I have ever seen. Sky's the limit. Thank you, Tony. And Andrew tweeted saying about the uh, about the Gola. And uh, Keith, you could probably you'll agree with this one. The Gola is terrible, but I will be there. Hashtag go Flyers. Thank you, Andrew. And yes, 
I think Heath can will represent that bat. The Goa is terrible. <laughs> be, be loud. We'll hear you. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we will do that. 457-1290 is the number. Going to hit the phones. Uh, John from Kettering joins us. John, good evening. Welcome to Flyer Feedback. Well, hi. Hi, everybody. What a glorious victory. Yes, it was a glorious victory. Uh, what you what you like about uh, tonight's game? Well, obviously, Obi's um, contribution is performance tonight. And I agree wholeheartedly with Tony. I'm only about a 20-year fan, but I agree. The best that I've ever seen. Yeah, that was something, Keith, we were talking about. I mean, because of all my 20-plus years, and where would you rank this? I mean, because all your times you've been with this program, where would you rank seeing this team? I mean, they're well, they're up. You know, I don't uh, – go, go ahead, John. Back. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, John. I don't go way back, but, yeah, let me, let me just be part of the conversation. Yeah, go right ahead, John. I'm sorry. John, where would you rank right. this? Well, they're the best I've ever seen. And I'm thinking back to years ago, like when Ryan Perriman and some of those guys, and they did real well, but you know, not like these guys. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I mean, this team is just really loaded. And the thing is, yeah. I think uh, Coach Grant even said this is that you know there's room for improvement, and that's the thing that uh-huh. I like to hear. And that's just the scary part as we get to Atlantic Ten play, and uh, this Atlantic Ten to me, John is way better than it was a year ago when it was just, ugh, it was not good. Well, I'm thinking myself, uh, you know, Rhodey, Rhode Island, and yep. VCU. Well, and, we'll s- yeah, go ahead. And then, you know, so then as we go into the season, I mean, Obi's going to be the best guy on most floors. And, mm-hmm. you know, should we just start working him in in the traditional you know, post player or, you know, what I call inside out, what he's doing now, obviously successful. But, you know, in some of these games against guys, bigger schools, bigger, stronger, faster, all that, man, let's let, let's get Obi the ball and let him beat the poor guy trying to guard him. (laughs) Sounds like a good uh, plan to me. John, thanks for calling Flyer Feedback and uh, Happy New Year to you. And uh, we'll call call again uh, Thursday night with uh, John Bedell and me. So uh, I'll let you, where, where do you rank this team right now, even though we're still got conference games, games to go? I mean, uh, they're really up there. They, I mean, they gotta be one of the best. both on paper, what we've seen so far now, now hopefully come March, come the end of the season, it all comes to fruition and we can yeah. actually, that, that, that we can actually see some results with it because Lord knows we've had some good teams before mm-hmm. and we've crapped out early <laughs> yeah. or, or we've had some teams that have, I don't want to say they were bad, but right. they didn't have top to bottom on paper talent like this did, like, you know, Kendall Pollard, Kyle Davis, those guys, uh, you know, Scoochie Smith right. when, when they were younger and they go on an Elite Eight run. Right. And looking back, you say, well, that's that was one of the best teams that Dayton's had in re- recent history. We went to the uh, Elite Eight, but if I'm not mistaken, we kicked a couple guys off that team. We yep. were playing with like seven guys that and, was nice and Bobby Worley. Right. And so, you know, w- when you're looking at it, it's like, it's not like, wow, we got a bunch of world beaters on this team. Right. We're going to the championship, but it played out at, at the end of the season and they, and they ended up winning a couple of games and, and it did a lot, a lot yeah. of good for the program. Yeah, you get you were talking about 2015. I still get irritated that Dayton was in that playing game. That never 
ever should have happened. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's another subject for another day. John Rothstein tweeting this out. Obi Toppin is an All-American, and Dayton is the Atlantic 10's best chance to get to a Final Four since Chris Max to Holloway, Mark Lyons, Team Xavier, eh, team in 2012. Yeah, not a fan of that. Not a fan of that squad. Uh, but all serious, in a season of parody, the Flyers have the right to dream of Atlanta. That is high praise, Keith Wallaskowski. That it is. That wow. it is. And like I said, hopefully we live up to it because it's it, it's all it's all great right now. But we can't take games off. No. We can't just walk through the A10 and act like everybody's going to lay down no. for us because, you know, on the flip side of that, like, Obi had a great game tonight. But all those games early in the season right. when, you know, we're playing Anthony Edwards in Georgia, how much pride did we take with locking him down? Right. How much pride did we take shutting him down and beating a Georgia team? That's the other thing. And then doing the same thing to Virginia Tech. Right. And then going out and doing it to St. Mary's. Almost did it to Kansas. And then going out and doing it to St. Mary's. Well, now we're the guy that everybody's trying to do that to, right? Obi Toppin, you're the guy getting all the praise. And Dayton basketball, we're going into Dayton. We're playing number 20, number 18, number 12, 13, whatever we end up being in that particular week. All those guys want to be the ones to shut down Obi and to shut down Dayton and come away with a win and get their name as the people that upset Dayton. So, you know, we got to understand it's a little bit different now than it was at the beginning of the season. Mm. And we got to make sure that, that we're protecting our own and, um, you know, with that being said, I know I know John had said a few things on the air, and Obi Obi did he did fantastic tonight. He was but great. we can't change everything that we're doing yeah. just to keep getting him stats. Like what he does, he's versatile enough to. There's going to be games like tonight where he's doing it inside. There's mm-hmm. going to be games um, where Ibby they're Watson's throwing gonna doubles be, or triples at him, and he's yeah. getting and assists, need, and he's Watson moving it around. Him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this, that's that's why this team is so dangerous. Is because they're a team. It's not. Obi Toppin and friends, right. it's it's a team. Yeah, and, and it, listen, ask Kansas. They needed every single one of those 90 points to beat the Dayton Flyers and the game of the lifetime by Devin Dotson and Azubuki. By the way, I still think that team is going is going to win, win it all right now. But who knows? I would love to see Dayton in Kansas play again. Yeah, take another crack oh, at Oh, I'd yeah, love yeah. to see that. Dick from Dayton, then we'll go to David Jablonski. Dick, what do you got? Hey, uh, hi, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm telling you. This is the best team I've seen in a long time, guys. These guys are uh, going to probably, in this Atlantic 10, but it, oh, but tonight, lit that sky up, you know? He sure did, a dick. And we uh, thank you so much for calling. Let's go to our newsmaker line, David Jablonski from the Dayton Daily News. Jabo, you got the gold star of the night when you, when you showed. I asked for those three bat-to-bat dunks, and you got it. I applaud you wholeheartedly <laughs> for that, my friend. Great work. It took a lot. Took a lot of effort to get the Wi-Fi to work on all three of those, uh, and it ki- it killed my one phone. And thankfully, I have two phones and uh, enough battery to get through uh, the game. But it was a challenge. Uh, that was a fun sequence. Uh, maybe the most fun. I don't know how. Maybe thirty seconds of game ta- game action we've seen this year. Uh, but it was just uh, a sign of more dunks to come because they just kept coming from uh, OP. You finished with eight. Eight is the official tally. Uh, I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe. I'm gonna let you and Keith debate that. I'm not getting in the middle of that job out. Uh, well, I think they said on TV it was 10, but apparently it was 8, according to Vox Sport. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll double check. I've got the video of all of them. Okay. So I'll, I'll... <laughs> well, well, you know what? If you haven't followed David Jablonski on Twitter, he's a great follow, and uh, the, the, we highly recommend that. All right. Jabo, there is some business, though, that we do need to get that was released after the game, and that is the status of Chase Johnson. What is the latest? Well, Dayton released a uh, had a short statement before the game saying that he was um, – 
suffering from, uh, um, maybe I'll get the words wrong, but concussion-related, uh, oh, what is Post-concussion it? stress syndrome. syndrome. Stress syndrome, there you go. That Post-concussion was. stress syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. So, obviously related to his problems in the past. I don't know if that means he had another concussion. They did not say that. Um, and they've been very uh, tight on, the, you know, talking about the situation because of Chase's privacy. So if we ever get to talk to Chase again, uh, we can get more information on it. And we have reached out to him and his family, or I've reached out to his dad, and I think Tom Archdeacon did as well, uh, but they did not uh, get back to us. So we're going with what Dayton uh, said about the concussions right now. And um, Anthony said after the game that they're uh, doing all they can to support him with texts and phone calls, but he is still back home in West Virginia. So hard to say. Um, when will be back? The statement was very optimistic, saying he was making great strides. and. Okay. Would he be back with the team as soon as he was medically cleared? So I don't think there's any reason to think he won't be back. It's just a matter of when. And Ronnie Chapman got hurt, Jabo, in the uh, first half. Uh, he, he went to the floor hard, and then he went to the locker room. But uh, he came back, played in the second half. Four points off from the foul line, nine assists. So uh, did uh, Coach Grant give an update on uh, Anth- uh, Ronnie Chapman's status after the game? Yeah, he, he, we didn't. He, we talked about it. He didn't. He's fine. I mean, he obviously came back to the game. He, Trey Lander said he actually hit his head on uh, on Trey's knee on that ball. Um, it was a very uh, physical game. I don't know if necessarily because North Florida was playing very hard or it's just, it's just some bad luck for Dayton because Jordy uh, had a bloody nose. Trey had a bloody nose. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned the Rodney injury. So uh, uh, Dayton um, put a lot of pain into getting some game tonight against North Florida. They certainly did. Uh, you got anything, Keith? No, I was uh, was standing there in the tunnel. It was more blood tonight than they've had all season long. It was <laughs> it was a lot, but no, I mean it's that's those are the little things that you necessarily don't see from the stands. Uh, you know, when you're down close or you're you know on the court, there's a lot of bumps and bruises uh, and things that happen uh, over the course of the game and things that you do to just kind of patch it up to get back out there. And uh, you know, Mike Mulcahy does a great job of taking care of these guys and getting them back out on the court. Absolutely. Uh, Jabo Jalen Crutcher was back out there uh, tonight. He missed the game against Grambling State. Um, he appears to be fine, eleven points and uh, uh, two assists. But uh, uh, he appears to be uh, okay after missing the game uh, last last Monday night. Yeah, and I thought he was fine. He looked fine last week in pretty good spirits. Didn't look like somebody who was in any sort of discomfort. He told me he was okay. I think he knew he was going to play this week, but he wasn't ready to say it because he hadn't been totally cleared. So, yeah, I don't think any worries about him. Moving into A-10 play, certainly going to be a, a gauntlet with uh, 18 games uh, coming up uh, all over the East Coast and St. Louis. And um, I don't even know where they all play. I know two games in Philly is where we start. That's right. where uh, we're going this weekend. So that's a very a unique start because uh, Dayton would usually have to make two separate trips to Philly, but only one trip uh, for two games in four, four uh, days this time. And we've got a couple of minutes left before the break. I, I know Dayton usually will take a couple of trips to Philly every other year, but it's I don't recall, Jabo, that Dayton has done the Philly trips out of the way. LaSalle and St. Joe's and Dayton hasn't particularly played well there in recent years. And a couple of the, and both those gyms aren't exactly the most glamorous places in the world, um, putting it nicely. But is that kind of key probably, would you say, a good thing to get that out of the way if you're the Flyers, just to get the whole thing over with, the whole Philly trip out of the way uh, to start the A-10? So, yeah, I think so, because they'll go in fairly fresh, you know, just one game in the in the last uh, 10 days or so leading up to those two games. Um, so, I have never seen Dayton win in Philly. This is my seventh season covering the team. Uh, get ready. They <laughs> They're going to do it this year. <laughs> I can feel it. it happen. We've got two chances this time. 
So, I mean, even the best state teams have gone there and lost to some pretty average uh, LaSalle teams. But I think this LaSalle team is probably better than last year, just looking at the record. Yeah. Uh, St. Joe's probably is better than their record. They've lost to a lot of good teams, but they've also lost a lot of games. Uh, on paper, Dayton should win these two games easy, but I know that won't happen. Um, A-10 always provides some unexpected stumbling blocks. I do think Dayton will win both games, but I don't know if either of them will be easy. Uh, you mentioned those arenas. They're not the most fun places to play for a team used to play in front of 13,000 people. I don't know how much that plays into it, but it's probably been a factor in some of the losses they've had over there. St. Joe's record three and nine on the season. LaSalle respectable nine and three. So uh, and five yeah, and yeah, one. LaSalle. So uh, they got their work cut out for them on uh, Thursday night. So we'll see what happens when they go to uh, the Tom Gola Arena, uh, Philadelphia, and then they go to Hawk Hill and uh, on uh, su- on Sunday afternoon. David Jablonski from the Dayton Daily News joining us here on Flyer Feedback. Jabo, safe travels to Philadelphia. Happy New Year to you and your family. Thanks for joining us tonight. All right, thank you. Bye. All right. Flyer fans, still got time to give us a call, 457-1290. You can tweet us at tweet me at John Tizzo and at WHIO Radio. We will read your tweet, could read your tweet on the air. Keep John Tizzo, Keith Walskowski here talking about a Dayton 77-59 win. We'll be topping career high 31 points. More on the other side of this break. The home stretch of Flyer Feedback here. We'll home the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Now, Flyer fans, uh, putting a ribbon on this edition of Flyer Feedback as we're wrapping up 2019. Oh, by the way, tomorrow is New Year's Eve, so uh, party responsibly if you're going to be out and about. Of course, uh, Flyers taking care of business tonight, number 20 in the country. 77-59 is your winner uh, tonight over North Florida at the Dayton Decibel Dungeon. Obi topping career high, 31 points, eight rebounds, two assists. I thought Ryan Mikesell, Keith Walskowski joining me in studio. I thought Keith had a, uh, I thought Keith Ryan had a solid game tonight. A couple of driving dunks. The one he went with the rebound and went coast to coast, and then the one posterized uh, that I think should be on Sports Center's top ten plays, as well as a couple of you know, a couple of Obi Toppin. Uh, that whole maybe. sequence could be on. Could be on <laughs> I the think play. we right. have a whole bunch of top ten oh, plays tonight. But you're right, you're right. He did, and he on more nights than not does the where he's having solid basketball games it, very rarely is he is he lighting the world on fire but he's you look up and it's like oh he's got 10 points and six rebounds right. and two blocks and three steals and four assists and he just he fills the stat sheet and he does so many of the little things for this team right and it's again i don't want to call him a glue guy cuz he does more than that cuz it's you know it's a driving force behind but you know, doing all the little things for this team, and and we've got a number of guys that are that are like that for this team. They do their job. I mean, Rod, Rodney Chapman tonight, nine assists. Yeah. Now there were a lot of them are lobs to uh, to Obi, but no, but That's still, still an assist, still assist, nine yeah. assists. It's still pretty good. And night, and when he goes over six from the field, you got two point guards there, Chapman and Crutcher. Yep. That's another thing that helps this Flyer team. That was not the case. You got two ball handlers. That was not the case even last year where you got two ball handlers and you got a natural shooting guard and Ibby Watson who comes off the bench and he can get hot, which we have seen on several occasions this year. Yeah, absolutely. You got you, you got a lot of options out there and I think you, we've we've got options inside. Unfortunately, you know, Chase is busy working getting healthy right. and you know that that takes an option. It, it takes a body away cuz I think Chase has a spot on this team and he had a role in this team that 
that he was playing. I think uh, Jordy, as he continues to get into game shape and get used to the pace, because right now I think he's out there uh, a little too excited, playing right. you know a little hard. Uh, and it's it's I mean it's hard for him to control a body as big as he is. But yeah. you know, in a game like tonight, knowing that. You know, it's Monday night and Thursday we're playing on the road, and then again Sunday we're playing on the road. Um, you know, I don't want to use a I don't want to use the term load management, but right. it would be nice to get more than more than ten minutes out of him in a game yeah, like tonight. Right. Uh, you know, give some guys just a little bit of rest or not have to not have to overly work so we can still get something done uh, accomplished going into these games. Keith mentioned minutes, topping thirty three minutes, thirty one points. Yet Crutcher thirty one minutes. Uh, Mike sell 30 minutes. Yeah, this is a night where Shamanka could have played some more. Jerry Matos, I thought, hustled well, getting the rebounds. Uh, I thought uh, Cohill was hustling out there tonight. So, again, these guys, again, they do their job. And, and this team is more than Obi Toppin because, again, these guys know their role. And the team chemistry, this is why these guys play They play together. And they're more than just Obi Toppin. They're more than Jalen Crutcher. They know their role and they do what they do well, and that's why this team's eleven and two. Yeah, and I think I mean it's I, being a dad and coaching small kids. It's something that you know, kids out there hopefully they they get how these guys play because they know that one night they may be the one that's the recipient of right. all these passes, and they're the ones that are that are hitting the shots because they they end up being open. But when it's not a shot for them, they're not afraid to make the extra pass. They're not right. afraid to create something for their teammates because they know that everybody on the team is unselfish and it's eventually going to work their way back around to them. This possession, it may be, you know, maybe one guy, the next possession, it may be my shot and they don't have to force anything because they play so well together and each one of their games are so complimentary and, you know, it, it, which is a huge testament to Anthony yeah. Grant and the way he's got them playing and not only putting the team together the way he has and recruiting right. the guys that he has, but right. getting them to play the way they are is, is no easy feat. Uh, finals in the Atlantic 10 from earlier tonight. Buffalo over St. Bonaventure, 84-79. Fordham over Coppin State, 62-56 at the half. TCU over George Mason, 48-26. Vanderbilt over Davidson, 71-62. We're talking about Davidson during the break. Don't fall asleep on this team. They've played a tough schedule, but that team is a dangerous team with Goodmanson and Kellen Grady, and they come to the Dayton Decibel Dungeon later in, on in the season. Akron over UMass, 85-79 to 79 in Akron in Akron tonight. And Dayton, of course, a winner, 85, I'm sorry, 77-59. to 59. And, of course, Wright State uh, checking that score. They beat Milwaukee in the Horizon League, 82-70. to 70. All right, so last minute, you're going to be with the team in Philadelphia with Larry Hanskin. Um, where would you say that, what are the things you're going to be looking for in these two games? I'm just looking for us to come out with energy and, you know, just a good, solid start to the A-10 season. You don't want to come out flat. We want to come out, you know, we have two goals on this road trip. And one's a win on Thursday and one's a win on Sunday. And Absolutely. we got to come home with both of them. Absolutely. And, the, and you do not, you don't, these are landmines. These are what John Bedell and I call landmines. Absolutely. So you want to avoid the landmines. All right. Pre-game coverage on Thursday night will begin 7.30. I'll be in studio for that one. Tip-off is at 8.30 with Larry Hanskin and Keith Wallace-Kowski on the call. John Bedell and I will have flyer feedback right after the game. Dayton and LaSalle, that's when we will be. We will talk to you on the radio next. But for now, for my good friend Keith Wallace-Kowski, Tyler Nance on the board tonight, I'm John Tisdale reminding you once again the final score from the UD Arena tonight. Dayton 77, North Florida 59. Thanks for listening to everyone here on the Home of the Flyers. And as always, go Flyers.
From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.